I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the best of Cavino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every day from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Cavino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Tyrac Sage of the Super Bowl. Thank you, Tyrac. Was awesome. And if you want to see all the fun we had, please check out at Cavino and Rich at Fox Sports Radio on social media. All the pictures, the interviews, all the fun from Super Bowl week is there. Plus, all of our interviews on the podcast, the best of the week, everything. Just search Cavino and Rich. Can I give a shout out to Rob Parker? Sure. Not only is he a good dude, but we were at the client breakfast with all the Fox Sports Radio people. Wow. And everyone was like, when can we start eating? Because there was a buffet of awesome food. Yeah. And no one wanted to be the first person. Rob Parker comes in. He's like, let's eat. I'm like, and my cheese was hot. <laughs> and it was a great time. We got to hang with the Tyrek people and all, yeah. uh, all the people that helped make the You got to have the bones. You got to have the structure. <laughs> you got to have food. Dig in. You got to have the burgers and fries. I'm a woman. I agree about the chicken wings. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> Let's say what's up. Let's say what's up to Super Racide in Detroit. And then I got to tell you the weird thing I did last night. You might think, Rich, brilliant move. Or you might say, what a weirdo you are. Oh, I know that. But I also want to hear your losing theory. Okay. All right. So what's up, Super Racide? You know what's up, man? The Super Bowl. Yo. Whoa. I know. Too bad you guys are disappointed about it, but I put my my money on the right team. But I will say this. don't look for them to repeat. But I got three questions for you guys. Uh, three three quick questions after I comment about the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean the uh, number one. <laughs> the super the super uh, the, the the halftime show. So here's the thing. He I I give him an A minus for two reasons. One would be he didn't sing. He he did he didn't stand still and sing enough for me. I liked his dance moves. But he was dancing a little bit too much, and he wasn't. I didn't really hear his vocals as well as I wanted to hear. And then another reason why I gave him an A minus is because no Puff Daddy, no P Diddy. He worked with P Diddy before he worked with Jermaine Dupri, and he made some super duper monster monster incredible. Hits. I mean that's true. Isn't Diddy in a little hot water these days yeah, though? Like yeah, I don't think yeah. Diddy could be pulled on I the mean, stage by Apple Music. I think they would be like, eh. come on. Well, you, you want to pull Here's R. Kelly thing. up there too? <laughs> and uh, get, get number three. Don't, number three. Don't, don't let Rich stop you. Number Here's three. Here's the thing. Who cares if he's in a little bit of hot water? He has been convicted of anything. He has been convicted of anything. <laughs> a lot of people now, care. Now let me get to my. Now let me get to my uh, three questions. Oh, and that's not your three questions. Yeah, that was a comment. Wait. Yeah, let's get to three it. quick questions. I got you. But first of all, let me say, no. why was Jermaine Dupree? Why was Jermaine Dupree looking like a little Eddie Herman monster? He had the Eddie Herman monster uniform on. Did you see Jermaine Dupree? Worse. His name is I, Munster, first of all. Second life. of all, a lot of people thought it was CeeLo Green. Yeah. You know how many people thought it was CeeLo, yeah. but it was Jermaine Dupree. Super City. Keep, come on, let's go. Quick he questions. Had the, uh, 
He had the little Eddie Monster. Go go back and look at Eddie Monster. It's Monster, son. you bonehead. <laughs> it's Monster. Eddie Monster. All right? I can't let this slide. I refuse to let you go on. I refuse. I'm mad. Go ahead. Let's keep it. Let's, let's, okay, so here we go. Um, I know Rich yes. is a little bit less richer. How much money you lose, Rich? I lost. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I lost a thousand dollars on the Niners minus one and a half, but I I did win three hundred and fifty of it back on a McCaffrey first touchdown. So I about, I lost about eight hundred. Yeah. So now I got three questions, real quick. Here are three questions. That's not coming one. up for the new for the new season. Yeah. Will uh, Antonio Brown get back into the league and will Kaepernick no. get, get out of here with that. You know what? I'm saying, Rasidi, I love you. Antonio Brown. Talking about Antonio Brown today. I'm putting the Super Rasidi show on my P. resume. Diddy. He wants Puff Daddy, Antonio Brown, R. Kelly. Who else do you want in the mix? Hey, do you, want, do you want Jeffrey Epstein on this? Yeah, yeah, no, get out of here. AB's done, man. <laughs> get out of here. With that. He wants Kaepernick to play next year. Come on. It's, so, it's over. All right. So, anyway, Super Rasidi, thank you so much. I, I appreciate you, your phone calls. You know that. I love you. Much love. But we got to keep going. Because I got to hear your theory. How many more three questions did he have? Yo, he said he had three questions. Ask like five. Then he's like, no, nah, time for my three questions. <laughs> I love that guy. Rasidi, you the man. Keep it fresh in Detroit. All right. Here's what I did last night. And I need you to tell me if you think this is awesome move or like, dude, for real. So I get back to the hotel. I told you. It's a sea of people going back from Allegiant to the Mandalay Bay. I'm seeing Chiefs fans singing and dancing, doing the gritty. They're doing the stanky leg. There's people dancing there at the casino. I, in my I saw mind, footage of guys doing the worm. Dude, in my mind, people doing the worm across a craps table. People like, are doing like, the <laughs> robot all the way back to the hotel. And, and you know what, Danny? No one was track, uh, talking trash. I will say Chiefs fans were respectful, but I did not want to see it. Listen, I'm not a sore loser, but... I just didn't want to see it. Oh, it's the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. I know. So my buddies were like, do you want to go to the bar? I'm like, I don't want to go to the center bar. I don't want to go to an after party. I don't want to do anything because, to be honest, I want to be a little mopey. So I went to my room. I called my kids. And my daughter's like, Dad, they didn't win. I'm like, then I felt sad because my daughter was sad. And I was like, I just want to go home. So... I look to change my flight. I'm like, do I want to stick around Vegas until 8 a.m. tomorrow morning to take a flight? You were pulling a big baby Daniel LaRussa. Just want to go home, all right? Just want to go home. I just want to go home. <laughs> so I said, for the hell of it, for the smell of it, let me see what a rental car is. I was like, Hertz rental car one way from Vegas to L.A.? 80 bucks? I went to the rental car place, rented a car, drove home at 10 p.m. last night, Got back to my house at two two a.m. Wow! What I was like, because I was like, I just don't. I I had been to clear your head. I, I had been in Vegas for eight. You also days. had been there a very long time. I yeah, but you had to sleep one more night. I, I had been there eight <laughs> yeah. days. You got to leave Vegas. You got to leave Vegas. I was I like, I, I had been there eight days, and I'm like, I just got to get the hell out of here. And you know what? Four hours of driving, just listening to music. Windows rolled down a little bit. I got myself uh, two of those like pre-canned like Starbucks drinks, and I'm like, let's I go. Have, I have a question. Did you, you stop? Dun King or something? <laughs> Did you stop in the middle of the desert, get out, and just scream why at the why? top of your lungs? <laughs> why? Why? That would have felt better. Just you echoes felt better off in the screaming. distance. Why? Why? Did you flip around the radio stations until you found Free Fallen from Tom Petty? <laughs> no, I listened to like honestly, I listened to like a sad mix of like Cat Stevens and Billy Joel Jeez. and Elton, <laughs> like almost like not yacht rock, but like like ballad misery playlist. Man. Hey man, I don't get the thinking. Honesty is it like um, like you needed to decompress? Because why would you drive? Choose to drive three hours. It was By three, yourself, it was late three, at night. Uh, it was three, four, three hours, 45 minutes, no traffic. Almost four hours again, but yeah. by yourself, late, late at, at night, night, hard to stay up. I was awake. Dude. When I, all you had to do is sleep it off and wake up in the morning and hit the plane. But, know what I thought, though? I did think this. 8 a.m. flight. I'm like, well, I'm going to have to wake up at 5 or 6 because it's the morning after the, the Super Bowl. Rush. I have to check a bag. So I, all I kept thinking was like, I'm going to sleep a miserable four or five hours tossing and turning. That's yeah. a no for me, then, dog. Then I get to do the, that. Then get to the airport. You know, you get to the airport an hour or so ahead of time, yeah. especially after the Super Bowl. Right, I was going to be busy. The flight's an hour, then an Uber from the airport to my house. As we always say in L.A., Spot, you back me up, that the math is sort of close. 
Yeah. The math is not mathing. No, because the like if you even though it's like a not forty, for me, because uh, a, you're forgetting about the fact that you have to concentrate and drive for four hours. No thanks. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, that's a that's a miserable drive. It's all it, in the dark. I mean, but if he was awake and if he wasn't gonna sleep, because I agree, that's what I would not want to do is drive four hours at ten o'clock at night. When he was leaving eight a.m. Eight the next day. You know yeah. What, know what I thought about doing? I'm being serious. What was, was the like, urgency? I mean, if he I was wasn't like, my 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 alternate plan was like, what am I gonna do? Go downstairs, get some drinks. Go to the strip club by myself. Like, what am I going to do in day? I had, I had exhausted. Lots of tears. I had a, tears. At the strip club. As he's throwing money, just tears crying. On, tears on the tatas. Vegas, Vegas isn't kind did for losing. Did you want my nothing? <laughs> no, yeah, maybe you, Spearmint Rhino would have made you feel uh, a lot did you, better. Did you want my night to your nose on the ones first. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you okay? Yeah, just, 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 just keep dancing. Just keep dancing. <laughs> Nothing a good lap dance can't fix. Just, you want another dance? Just keep going. <laughs> Just no Taylor Swift, please. That's, a, that's an odd choice, but hey, whatever floats your boat, man. Uh, and and. And I cannot unsee that. Bonzi, let's go to your update. And you know what? It was it was oh boy. It was cool because when I got home, my uh, kids. my kids were in yeah. bed with my with my wife, sure. and they were st- when I got home, they're like, "Daddy," and I was like, "Oh, you know what? It was it was cool." I yeah, got to I'm I got sure. to drive my daughter to school this morning. It was nice. Uh, let me give you guys a quick update here. The Steelers and quarterback Mitch Trubisky have decided to mutually part ways. He had two years left on his deal. No longer with the Steelers. That's that's rare. No, to me, um, that sounds like I a relationship. Think the Steelers like, are gonna just change a lot of what's happening yeah. in the quarterback room. Yeah. I think this is the first of many dominoes. That's all. Dominoes. Mm. Oh, dominoes. That's pretty good lesson. Mm. The Cowboys and Mike Zimmer have officially agreed to terms on a deal. He's going to be their new defensive coordinator. UCLA has found their football coach. It's former running back Deshaun, Fots, Deshaun Foster. According to ESPN, it is a five-year deal. He spent the last seven seasons as UCLA's running backs coach. In the NBA, he guard Terry Rozier avoided a major injury. MRI today showed that he just has a sprained knee. He's going to be evaluated week to week. He suffered this yesterday against the Boston Celtics. Two other things. Major League Baseball, this is for you, Rich, make you happy. A Beats writer, Tim Healy, says that the big news out of Mets camp, Edwin Diaz will stick with the trumpets yeah. as his entrance music. See, football in the past, there bring out Timmy Trumpets. There Let's go, go, Mets. Last thing, Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan have broken up after a year of dating. Wait, I'm sorry, what? That's what People is saying. People Magazine, Larsa Pippen, Marcus Jordan have broken up. How did you they were... <laughs> How did you not lead with that? Well, you know, I thought that you weren't going to let me Mitchell finish. Trubisky? Yeah, you weren't going to let me finish. I was going to say that first, and I wouldn't have gotten my update. <laughs> so I know what I'm doing. It's not my first day. But... That was a good strategy, actually. But, thank you. Because then we, this is what would have happened. You're going to do but that. But, but did, well, that just makes me lose faith in everything. Yeah. Did it <laughs> I mean, they were, they, were, they were picking out wedding venues, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you even believe in love anymore? Wow. <laughs> but Michael Jordan does. I know. <laughs> All right, thank you, Monty Bolaños. Yes. All right. You no. know, we still got to go over. I saw Super Recite gave halftime an A minus. I'm going to grade it, too. I got some observations. So we're going to go over all Super Bowl, everything. We got to talk about Kelsey and Andy Reid going at it. Oh. <laughs> oh. And the observations from social media today. Uh, we got to talk about is the NFL going to – is there a way that they can make the Super Bowl an official holiday? Because I, who the hell wanted to be at work today? Nobody. nobody. There's a way to make it happen, and we'll explain yeah. coming up. We were making our observations, everything Super Bowl, and we're going to have to talk about halftime. Yeah, there's three things we got to get to today, and it's Andy Reid and Kelsey. It's overtime Kyle Shanahan decisions, 49ers decisions. We got to talk about Usher because I was there. I don't know how it came across on television, but everyone around me, Chiefs fans, Niners fans, everyone's like, yo, this is awesome, and I think it's proof that people will hate Anything, because I can't see how you wouldn't like that last night. I thought it was good. Well, I thought- I'm not here to hate, so okay. let me congratulate Usher on a really great performance. However, I'm not complaining. I'm just explaining. I didn't like everything about it, and I'll give you the truth. I'll give you my honest feelings, right? But we all watch it. Not everybody. Estimations show 126.6 million people watched the Super Bowl. Over 60 million people bet on it, Rich. And what was it, like 23 billion? $23 billion wagered on some type of Super Bowl bet. So we all watched, we all enjoyed, we all waited for halftime. And my first observation was I felt like Usher wasn't singing a lot. 
Monsi will back me up. We were talking about it. He left a lot of dead space. There was a lot of dead space in between transitions of the songs. And again, when he was letting the crowd fill in, I feel like they weren't expecting it. I didn't hear it. Maybe it was different at the game, but on TV... That just fell a little flat. You know what look, it no, did. no one looked awesome in the stadium. I don't know if it would translate it to television. How everyone has the little light necklace they give you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's Around true. Yeah. the stadium, the way it was changing colors and rotating, it was it looked insane. Coldplay really popularized that. Now really I am not cool. denying the minute you went to social media, everybody had Usher's back. He's a, he's just a likable dude. You really can't hate on the guy. So he had everyone's support. Social media was freaking out, buzzing about it was the greatest thing ever. I enjoyed it, but like I said, I'm just going to be honest about it. These are my observations. And you didn't like Rihanna last year either. You're a, maybe you're hard to please. I, I really didn't like her as much um, as Usher. Um, again, Rosita gave it an A minus. I think that's that's a good grade. I'm going to say B plus even. And here's why: again, dead spaces, slow transitions, as Mary said, you had Lil John and Luda there, but no lovers and friends? Come on! No Justin Bieber? By the way, he Mar- was there! By the way, Mary's the new person that works here. Uh, yeah, you're just nam- randomly, namely, uh, randomly naming something. Doesn't matter! Hi, Mary! Mary, Mary! Why you bugging? Yeah! Hey, she's right about that. Lovers and friends And not only in. that, again, it's been a minute since Usher came out and was doing his thing. When he brought his friends out... I knew who it was. I'm a big music fan. But do you know the public thought that Jermaine Dupree was CeeLo Green with his little schoolboy outfit? <laughs> he looked like he was in ACDC. Right? Yeah. yeah that, was, that was odd. So that threw me off a little bit. I feel like, though, without Ludacris, without Lil John, it would have been kind of lackluster. I feel like they saved it and really brought that excitement. No one even know that, knew that was Will I Am. Everyone thought that was Kanye. Oh, come on. That I, I'm serious. I'm just going on social media. So again, there's some gaps there, and I'm not hating. I'm just stating. It finished strong, though, it right? It finished strong. Because I love the way that stage was literally bouncing. But there was a that lot. That drum going line on. was dope. The drum line was dope. But did you see the lady fall off the pole? <laughs> Did you see that? I missed that. Did, all right. Did you see Usher almost fall on his roller skates? Yeah, at the end that I saw. Yeah. But hold on. Yes. I thought the roller skates were cool. That, all right. So okay, let me focus on the positives. It was better than anything I've seen in years. Usher's so likable. It took you back to the you know those songs. You're he like, sang man, live. At he least. sang live, which I give him a lot of credit for. And that roller skate thing, Rich, that was really fun, man. I really thought that was super cool. So Ludacris and the Starship Troopers outfit. Yeah, I know that was weird. So I, I enjoyed it thoroughly, but I'm not going crazy the way the rest of social media is. I did see a few things. You and know, I'm just being honest. When, I don't want to be nitpicky. I'm just being honest. Well, there's a lot of cool choreography. You and I, this week we went to an NFL Legends party. Yeah. And we saw Jason Derulo. And he was a great dancer, great performer. Great showman, yeah. A lot of times he took a little gap in singing. Because when you're doing all these like sick moves, like there's, you know, you- no, this wasn't little gaps, and maybe it was different on TV. It did not. It, it, it was like he was expecting the fans to sing for him, and it was like people were like, "I haven't heard this song yeah, no, in I was, years." I was, I was like, "He's mm-hmm. also drenched." Yeah. You know what? You get up there then and perform. <laughs> no, and was, there was a lot Listen of backing tracks and backing vocals, and you know, we just wanted more. If anything, we just wanted more. That's <laughs> all. Next up, the next update. You're doing on roller skates, by yeah. The way. I could do it. That's easy. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Now, I want to make it clear, Rich. I'm not hating. I'm just stating. I thought it was a really good performance, but the internet went wild about it. Like, it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Sliced bread's been around for a while. I know, but people say it. I got to say it. It wasn't the greatest performance, but it was good, really good. And I gave you reasons as to why mm-hmm. I didn't think it was the greatest thing ever. And you know what? I don't know if Mary's hating or what, but Mary said, hey, Alicia Keys wasn't that great either. I thought she looked great. I, I like I their harmonies. Their harmonies were nice. I thought it was unfortunate that her first note, her voice cracked. I was like, ooh, because you notice these things because it's such a big stage. So am I being extra critical? Maybe, but I'm just being honest about what I saw. That's all. I, I thought it was a really good performance. I really enjoyed it. Usher's super likable. I'm glad he brought all his friends out, but I feel like he needed Little John. I feel, I feel like Little John brought it next level, and it would have been cool to see Bieber, and we didn't see it. A halftime show really hasn't moved the needle for Cavino since Creed did it on Thanksgiving Day in 2001 <laughs> for, for the Cowboys. So it's really been like hard to everything yeah. after that was lackluster. Hey, look. I may, I'm not expecting perfection, but I'm just telling you my observations. I, I really enjoyed it. And I don't know if you did see it. I mentioned it. I feel like I got some blank stares. There was a part when Ludacris was rapping. I love Ludacris. But Luda. a woman's mm. dancing on a pole and falls off. Like, falls off. The, like, you got to watch it. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Wait. The, are, you, funny. are you talking about Spearmint Rhino? Or are you talking about No, this, I'm talking this? about the yeah. actual. <laughs> Why? Did you see that last night? I'm talking about the actual <laughs> performance. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't even see women on pulse. That well, there's a lot of things you missed. You missed a punt hit the the back heel of one of the guys on your special teams. That was a huge play. I thought Ray Ray. I thought uh, he just poorly went for the no. The, uh, he was yeah. trying to Romo save it. thought at first too. Yeah, everybody then, yeah, thought that. Once they yeah. went to the replay, it was like, oh, okay. I, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch it because I'm watching the highlights in yeah, the background. Yeah, but there you go, having a misunderstanding because you didn't watch. Yeah, it's, that was a big part of the game. That was a momentum shifter for the for the Chiefs. So that was a big part of it. That, but that and Rich, since you, I'm guessing you didn't have headphones on, you weren't listening to a, a Niner broadcast. Yeah, I'm not a did, nerd. Like, yeah, uh, I'm not about Steve Bartman. Uh, but <laughs> did you wonder why Greenlaw wasn't in the game any I, longer? I, I, heard, question. I heard injured. I watched, I saw the clip on social media last night where was he, was amp- he was like amping himself up to go out back on the yeah. field. And just what? Achilles. Just he tore his Achilles. Achilles. Yeah, it so sad. And, and he was so nasty for you guys. And he's such a key player to that defense. So that was not an brutal. excuse. But no, that was brutal. No, he came out banging his helmet. I mean, he made two really good hits hey, right off the straightaway. That was unfortunate. That was really unfortunate. The 
punt off the heel. That was really unfortunate. Uh, missing the extra point. Oh. That was key. Oh, you know, here's the thing. That's it. And here's you know what? Here's we all know that's you it, right? Yeah. You think that maybe it was just a good block. But Romo and everyone made it very clear that he just didn't. It was a line drive It was a line kick. drive kick. He kicked it too low. So, yeah, so um, he sort of blew that one for you. So, uh, right, let's, uh. let's play it out. It would have been 17-13, which means a field goal wouldn't have tied it. But if you remember in the end, end of the regulation, reg- it though, was nineteen nineteen. It would have been twenty nineteen. No, no, spot. They wouldn't have gone for the field goal. What I'm saying is, it was it was seventeen thirteen. It would have been seventeen thirteen, right? Wait, what was what was the score at the end of regulation? Nineteen nineteen. Nineteen nineteen. Nineteen nineteen. It would have been twenty nineteen. Yes. But but what I'm saying is, spot is correct. The math is mathin. Thank you. <laughs> I watched it. Yeah. He did. Oh no! All right, that one extra point. What I'm saying is, on that last drive. Yeah. Kansas City, I, I made it make sense in my head now. On that last drive, Kansas City settled for a field goal to force it to overtime. Yes. They had the ball within the 10, mm. and they conservatively went for the field mm. goal. Yes, that I is think true. I, That's I, true. I, in another alternate universe, you know what would have happened, Monsi? They would have scored. They would have scored in one 2017, mm-hmm. and I would have been another. Yeah, so I would have been sad in a different way. None of those things helped. Um, no, they didn't help. They didn't help at all, so... Listen, man, it's the 49ers. It was poor clock management a little bit by them. Remember, they were waiting for Pacheco to get back to oh, the line yeah. the other way. Yeah. yeah, It would have been 2019, but the other way. Like uh, I oh, believe yeah, Romo said, that would have been another 15 seconds. Yeah. yeah. All right, so. You don't even watch the game. Who, what, do you, what can you speak about? <laughs> Rich, it was hard for Rich to see uh, through all the tears last night. So your observations on halftime, I gave you mine. Any other ones stand out? Oh, we'll go to on. the phone calls, me, too. 877-99 on Fox. Let me work this out in my head for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it was 13-10. Oh, he's really going to go by. It, it, it was 13-10 no, Chiefs. This is called desperation math. Well, I was going to say because, you know, where, what stage am I in grief right now? Uh, bargaining. Bargaining. It was 13-10 <laughs> Chiefs. The Niners score a touchdown. Juwan Jennings, who would have been the MVP had they won. Nuts. Right? And he wasn't even on the prop board. There wasn't even a bet, like, plus 20000 for Juwan Jennings. He wasn't even listed on uh, DraftKings or anything. Yeah, he was playing well. So, the Niners score... Well, we got to give Covino props really quick on his uh, Super Bowl pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Came very close with a score, too. Would you have 27-21? Not only that, Danny G, before the season even started. On the, uh, yeah, the entire crew here at Fox yeah. Sports writes down their predictions. Our prediction, and I can't take the credit. official I, prediction sheet. I, I want just, winners. I, I've always said, you know, we have all this fun speculating throughout the season, but it's always the usual suspects. So I picked the 49ers against the Chiefs, the Chiefs winning, but I had uh, – Mahomes, the overall MVP of the season, so I was wrong on that. But uh, Crandall, right. one actually, of our editors, Crandall, yeah, Crandall had yeah. it was he, only Crandall and I. Uh, yeah, and he actually picked Lamar right. for the I MVP. Know. So thank you, thank you. So thirteen ten. Monty was the only other one. I did pick the Chiefs. Oh, you did? Win. Yeah, oh. but I twenty four twenty one was my final against the 49ers? Yeah, and in my oh. thing, I picked 49ers Bengals Super Bowl, oh. and then just the way the Chiefs were playing, I was yeah. like, I can't bet against. So, thir- thirteen ten Chiefs, ni- Niners score, but they missed the extra point. So it's now sixteen thirteen. Chiefs tie it up sixteen sixteen. Then it's nineteen sixteen. Then nineteen nineteen. That one point again did loom large because that f- that allowed the the Chiefs to keep pace with field goals. But I do wonder, under different circumstances, had. Had the Chiefs needed a touchdown to score at the end of regulation, would they have pushed the ball differently? Who knows? That's why I don't like watching again because that just, changes strategy. It changes yeah, everything. Changes everything. Well, I, th- so. I think they were driving to get that touchdown, but touchdown they, but, by the end of regulation anyway. No, seen that spot, way, but, they, but they were able to settle. To send they were able to overtime. settle, but they wouldn't have settled regardless. And then who knows what would have happened, right? Maybe no. your defense steps up. Yeah, Who knows? No, it's, um, but all those little things happened. They didn't risk. And Rich wasn't able to know all the little details while being at the game. We were watching on TV. We saw it all. So your reactions and your Super Bowl halftime reactions. Any other halftime reactions? You said being there was awesome. Being there, the sentiment was that was awesome. You know, he did have a little slip up, too, going between Will I Am's legs uh, on the roller skates. <laughs> no, no, he almost fell. Yeah. But I thought it was a good recovery. Again, I'm just being critical, just giving you the observations. Let's talk to Jeffrey in Kansas. You're on the Covino and Rich Show. What's up, bud? Hey, thank you guys for taking my call. I just want to let you know that uh, you guys are awesome. I've been listening to you guys for a long, long time. But anyway, I'm from Kansas. Hey, I'm from Kansas. And I was born in Kansas, but raised up in California. My buddy said, Who are you going for? I said, I'm going for both of them. But anyway, 
I coach basketball, and my coach always says, you see the ball go up, watch it come down the lane. Now, my thought was, if the guy going to kick the ball, you got to see who's around you and just get away from it. That was, like, stupid and retarded. And I just want to (laughs) I mean. That's uh. We're going to language there. Yeah, not a nice word in 2024. I'll say this. I didn't, I, you know, a special teams player, it's, I, can you blame him, Danny? Would you categorize that as careless he, or no, understandable? No, he was tied up in a block. He was tied up in a block and unknowingly just hit yeah. the back of his heels. Talk yeah. about, like, talk about the worst placement ever. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and you know what? As a fan at the game, until that moment, at that moment, it was 10 3. No, again, I'm, I'm losing track of where we were. Oh, no, that was what got the Kansas City Chiefs' momentum back. Yeah, and it they was scored like, that quick yes. touch. It was 10-6. Yes. It was 10-6. Yeah. And you're like, all right, the Niners are getting the ball back. 10-6. You thought. Touchdown next play. Yeah, yeah. It's so, that just felt awful. Because the Niners had stopped the Chiefs again. That was just uh, an unfortunate situation. That's the one play, I think. You can't take one play and say that was the game. But I think yeah. if you had to. Oh, and look back. Was, oh, no, you're not wrong. It's literally 30 seconds prior to that mishap. The broadcast team had just got done talking he about how the Chiefs were struggling. No, they, they couldn't move well, the ball. They, well, also, you know you're what else right, he said? They Cove. said uh, no one ever yes. has ever run back a punt. Right. And he goes, no one's ever run back a punt in Super Bowl history. And I felt like it, it jinxed was a double the whole jinx. thing. It was a double it was, jinx. It was a double jinx. Right before that, they were praising the Niners' defense. <laughs> That, yeah. that the Chiefs' offense then, looked frustrated. You know, to to make it make sense, Tony Romo goes, "Well, uh, I guess uh, you felt something was going to happen. It just wasn't a run back. Yeah, something was going to happen, right, Jim? Yep. Something to <laughs> happen, Jim. But dude, if you listen uh, back, you'll probably be mad at Jim for jinxing your team. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Um, but you know what I will say? That when a game goes down to overtime like that, it really is a weird feeling as a fan of one of those teams because you are you are you know these. How nervous were you, by the way? You were these one little crucial moments away from like, wow, my team won the championship. They're Super Bowl champs versus, eh, another season. You See you next year. And you're right. Like, I can only imagine if fans feel that way, who'd the ball go off of? Was it Thomas, number 20? Whoever the ball went off of on special teams, you don't think that is going to loom with him for the rest of his life? Yeah, but again, it wasn't his fault. It was just like a freak Sort of thing. There was one on, you know, on the big Mahomes run, dude. It hit off the back of his heel. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know, on the Mahomes run where I believe on that last thing it was like third and one or fourth and one. Nick Bosa had him and guessed wrong, and I guarantee, you, like you might not have seen, but I remember seeing it and saying Nick Bosa is gonna be haunted by that because he had Mahomes. He saw Mahomes fake, and he picked left. Mahomes juked right, and. You know, he guesses the other way, and Niners win. It was off the back of Daryl Luter Jr.'s foot. See, that's a special teams guy that's mm. not even a name that, you yeah. know, fan, yeah. It was just unfortunate. All right, back mm. to your phone calls. Right, Brandon in Minnesota, what's up? Brandon. Hey, Brandon. What's up? What's up, guys? Uh, very sad 49ers fan here. Um, you know, I grew up in the Bay Area, but was way too young to enjoy any of those championships that they had. Mm-hmm. And uh, just thinking, you know, I've been very lucky – with you know my basketball team, my baseball team, the the Niners, or the Giants, and the Warriors, they won a bunch of titles. But man, I tell you what, I would trade almost every single one of them for one 49ers win. It's been a minute, man. I mean, I mean like it, next year is going to be 30 years since Steve Young, 95, 20, 25, right? And that was the squad to do it. Man. And it really yeah, I was going to say if that squad's not going to do it, Kavino, you're right. Like, I don't. Do you get back? You know, the Dallas Cowboys are going to get better. The Eagles will try to get back on track. Other teams get better. That's the thing, right? Detroit's good. Green Bay got better. Like, it's, you know, stinks. The whole thing stinks. And, again, those are our observations. Any other halftime observations? Because we got to talk about Kelsey as well. Kelsey and Andy Reid going yeah, at it. you know, the thing- That was an ugly scene until it got better at the end. Well, you know, I saw so one of my buddies on Facebook post this. Hold on, let me find it because it, it sort of sums up what we're going to bring up here. My buddy Dave said. At the whole, time, though, it did show the frustrations yeah. because it did seem like your team was in control and command of the game. My, my buddy Dave, who we know, old school New York radio guy, he goes, Travis Kelsey bumping and yelling at Coach Reed is the number one Super Bowl topic in his feed today. He said, Kelsey quickly apologized. Reed laughed it off as no big deal. Sports friends are downplaying it. 
Swifties are calling it a red flag. What do you think about this? And here's the thing. I think folks that never played sports in their life or are unaware of the passion levels and intensity on a football field, these guys are not they're they're not playing badminton. They're not they're not you know, they're not this is not a low impact chill type of sport. It's the Super Bowl at the highest level of intensity. But and- the criticism has to be fair across the board. Because Kelsey's so beloved, maybe he got away with one, even though it's being speculated on. I mean, I look it could at have been way. someone else, and it could have been just just bad oh. all across what the about, board. What about Andy when Tom Reed lost his balance? Yeah, Rich. It, like, looked, he yeah. Just it didn't look good. Be real yeah. about it. It didn't look good, but I get it. Tensions are high. We don't know their relationships in that way, um, and it's sports. You know, it, it's, what happens on the field has to be separate from what happens off the field, outside the lines, in real life and in relationships. They're two different, uh, completely different things. So, you know, it wasn't a good look, but I, do I think it's a red flag? I don't think so. You know, you got to also remind yourself, and I'm not trying to, this is not a, a rude statement. I feel but like it's going to be. Andy, when you preface Andy, it, it's Andy, going to be. Andy Reid's like an older, bigger dude. That's I mean, really. like, he's not like some nimble type of guy. Like, if you bumped, <laughs> into, if, if you bumped into, I don't Even know. Even more reason you got to, like, back off a little if, bit. If you, bumped in, if you bumped into Kyle Shanahan or Matt LaFleur or, you know, Dan Campbell or any other coach that you're thinking of, yeah, Sean McVay. No, it's not going to happen. Andy Reid hey, is a, is a bigger because, older fella. Just because Kelsey sang a mean rendition of Viva Las Vegas at the end of the game <laughs> doesn't wipe out the fact that he bumped the old dude and it looked bad. It looked bad, but again, we don't know their relationship, and it's the Super Bowl, so tensions are high. Emotions are high. So I'm not making any excuses for what happened. I'm just saying... I think it's very separate. You ever, you've never seen Tom Brady. You've never seen, he handled, uh, exactly. You've never Everybody seen, blows up on the sideline. I agree. It's not a big deal. You've never seen Tom Brady yelling, throwing iPads. You've never seen Mahomes yells all the time. You've never seen players. Get, I'm here. You've never seen players get in the grill of other players and yell. It's part of the game. So I think it is odd. That's where the. That's where the Swifty fan and the, that's where casual, the casual fan. fan yeah. That's where the casual fan and the and the you know Swifties that were watching the game. That's where they just don't know football. You should should see me off the air when something goes wrong. You say don't know football, and I'm just playing contrarian now for the sake of conversation. It's not often you see players bump their coach like that and almost knock him over. It's not like you see that every weekend. You don't. Also, it looked bad. Because there was no specific good reason for it either. I mean, yeah. he he wasn't in a play? I don't know. Of course you want to be out there for the entire game. But just because you weren't out there on that one play, I I think that's what what wasn't Wasn't he he mad that he wasn't in the play to block for Pacheco when he fumbled and he was like, he wanted to be in. I should have been out there. should have been out there. Either way, like I said, it it didn't look good. My girlfriend's watching. Put me in. I, I was listening so to the stupid. I was listening no, to the radio call and it just felt like across the board the Chiefs were just frustrated early in that game because yes. they they were making a I, I think the word that I had heard was like they were beating themselves so I got to imagine that entire team is just in their in their mo- emotions right now just yelling at each other just not not because they're frustrated but just like trying to get it together you know this remind as a Niners fan it reminds me very much of a game one of the games where the Seahawks beat them in the NFC Championship in that mid 20 teens where you start so you start out so good and you're like wow we're not they're not moving the ball at all and it just somehow the other they figure it out and there was a point Kavito in the second quarter when you're like wow Mahomes like has done nothing you're like do they have does the does the defense playing the game of their life is this gonna are the Niners gonna you know hold this team to un- 10 or under and then that I'm telling you the, the the momentum that we all felt in the stadium Every fan around me, I was sitting by a lot of Chiefs fans, that fumble on the punt, as much as you can't point to one play, that was a that was a lifeline for that team. That was a I mean the they, Chiefs scored a touchdown immediately. They, they after. were they were the they Chiefs had the were most ultimate positioning after right? that. The Chiefs were lifeless. And they went from lifeless to like, oh, there you go. There's the lead. And I was like, Oh man. So I think that's you know, you don't want to point to one play, but it's hard not to. All right, Roger and Boise, what's up, Roger? Hey guys, I just wanted to point out everybody's talking about the, the the guy that the ball came off of on that punt, but how is nobody talking about the returner trying to pick it up and do something with it, dude? Fall on the ball. I know it's not guaranteed that you're going to still get it, but the in, the chance.
chances increase exponentially. Just fall on the ball. Secure I know. The ball. Dude, Don't it was... do anything with it. I know. I'm, but you I'm... have to have it underneath you in order to fall I, I'm on never. It. I'm never going to watch that play again in my life. It was slipping away. Uh, Thomas in Iowa. What's up, Thomas? Hey, Thomas. Hey, what up, y'all? What's up, buddy? What I, um, what everyone's talking about that miss um the missed field goal miss miss PAT yeah but nobody is talking about the clutchness of the next Adam Vinatieri Butker clutch wow. everything clutch yeah. nobody's talking about him no, you're for right. a minute during that game he could have been the MVP. There's a, a viral clip of Taylor Swift talking about him. She was very. Uh... Congratulatory and and buddy chummy with him after the game. This was very much so the special teams Super Bowl. Yeah, a lot of MVP play in there. Townsend's Butker he got the record right for the longest longest field goal. longest field goal. In and Super the Bowl funny history. part was Moody, Moody had that Moody. first. Yeah, yeah that, but yeah. he had the record. For, they said the previous record was like thirty years. That one was thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. <laughs> I think they said Moody went sixty-eight for sixty-eight throughout the season. That was it by a yard? And right? <laughs> I think it was this by is a yard. one during the Super Bowl. So, so sad. you know, crazy man. It's, it was a crazy exciting season of ups and downs and what a what an unpredictable season it was but in the end the obvious team wins it nfl total access the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 nfl draft i'm your host andrew levy and i'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest nfl news including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Because today's all Super Bowl everything, and we're going over our recap, and hmm. Rich is working through his feelings, his five stages, want to remind you that we're going to do Last One Standing tomorrow instead, the game that's sweeping the nation. Last One Standing, your chance to win a CNR stainless steel Swiggy bottle on tomorrow's show. Well, so join us mañana. Something, uh, hey, speaking of mañana. Did you see see Little Orphan Annie was at the game last night? That was Ice ice Spice. Really? Ice Spice Latte. That was Ice Spice? Yeah. Actually, there was an open mic of Jason Kelsey saying, Hey, Ice Spice Latte, nice to meet you. I really love the fart song. (laughs) (laughs) And and by the way, uh, that hot mic. Yeah, it was a hot mic that picked it up, and you could see the actual footage on Spot's Instagram story at Spot Center. At Spot Center, we're at Covino and Rich at Fox Sports Radio to see all the highlights from Super Bowl week. It's good to be back. Thanks to Perfect, Danny G, Mary, and Monsi hanging out with us. Hope you guys enjoyed the game. Hope you had a great weekend. Why? Will today, mm-hmm. in three years, be a national holiday, Rich? No, t- today won't be a holiday. Then when's the holiday? I'll explain. Explain. Oh. By the way, first hour, something you got to check on the podcast, is the the whole concept we were talking about, about uh, the losing theory of is it better to lose in the last minute of the last game of the season or is it just more painful? Meaning, if you lost the NBA Finals on a three-pointer in Game 7, 
the, the game's over, the other team wins, and then it's like on to the next sport. But if your team loses in the semifinals or if your team loses in the wild card round, you then have to watch weeks and weeks of more of the sport that your team got, yeah. you know. You can move on. Yeah. yeah, there's a part of me that's like, while it was devastating and I left the stadium like a sad little baby boy, there's a part of me that's like, oh, Chiefs won. All right, now it's on to baseball and basketball. Now, if I had to watch multiple more rounds of football, being like, yeah, the Niners lost, like, maybe that's worse. It's like the movie A League of Their Own, where they made, they made me watch that whole stupid movie and root for the peaches. But yes. at the, and at the end, they just lost the game. And it's Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. I feel I'm so sad. That's the same. It's the same thing. I mean, so... Again, if your team brings you, since ninety two, if your if your team you know makes it to overtime in the Super Bowl, you could argue they've given you ninety nine point nine percent joy and point oh one devastation. It's like the movie um, Leave the World Behind. It was two and a half hours of awesome. Yeah. The ending was a little questionable. I liked my dirty analogy, <laughs> hour one, which is it's like getting a girl that's a twelve in the bedroom and being right. told, "No, we we got and it," and being told, "Yeah, you can't finish the job." <laughs> League of their gotta, own. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys can do League of Their Own. I'll take the twelve. All right. Um, the twelve. Here, here's why the Super Bowl is gonna what be do you mean by that? a holiday. <laughs> the day after President's Day, correct? Holiday. I gotta give Celebrate. credit. I gotta give credit where credit's due. Someone wrote an article, and I and I took a little from it. USA Today. What? Earlier this year, sort of, sort of alluded to this, but I'll expand. So, right now we've expanded the the season to seventeen games, and what did they do to the preseason? They took it from four games to three. Now, if we are okay with some early season slop, because that's what happens, right? You start to see guys working things out and work, you know, and working out new systems, new coordinators, you know. New schemes. Danny, you would agree that the first couple weeks of the season have been a, a little sloppy. Oh, yeah. I would say a great example would be Joe Burrow, too, who had no preseason. He looked like ass the first few games. Yeah. Like You have to work through all that stuff. Now, if they take the preseason and take it from four to three, which they did, and if they said, let's take the preseason to two, two preseason tune-up games, 18-game schedule, even it out. Add roster spots. Instead of a 53-man roster, maybe make it a 58-man roster. Give yourself a little more depth. Each team gets two bye weeks. And there's a way to do it where you get your first bye in weeks like five through eight, and then your second bye in the teens, right? So now you get two bye weeks, 18-game schedule, two preseason games. That makes it a 20 Week season. The NFL would be 20 weeks, which would push the Super Bowl back, in essence, a week, which would make it coincide with President's Day. Oh. Uh, What's the NBA All-Star going to do? Say it again? What's the NBA All-Star going to do? Yeah, because that's All-Star weekend. I don't think anyone... I I mean... I'm just telling you, I think more often than not, I think it lands on this weekend. I I think that the NFL would take their chances. (laughs) Mac McClung versus the Super Bowl? Hey, I don't think you know how much people love Mac McClung. Mac McClung slam Duncan versus the Super Bowl weekend. and Never heard of him. You know, <laughs> I, I, I like this theory that, I again, USA Today sort of outlined this earlier this year, but 20-week season, two bye weeks per team, so you could, you know, you could appropriately get rest. I do like the two. Especially with buys. more international games being added. Uh-huh. And... The preseason's bunk anyway. Guys don't yeah. play anyway, so make it make it two weeks. You know what the coaches would like pads earlier in training camp because they're always chomping at the bit. Yeah. So, Danny, where where is the – is it one of those, like, let's not get greedy, we have enough football. Is it one of those – all right, first it was 14 when our parents were younger, then it was 16, now it's 17. Like, come on. Like, is it pushing the envelope? Because it is. It's a lot of wear and tear on the players, man, to expect But I think the players would like the two bye weeks during yeah, the season. Yeah, the they two would bye like weeks. If you said the two bye weeks, but if you had more roster depth, you might even flirt with the idea of more rotations on offensive positions. Because if you're allowed to stack your roster with more players, adjust the salary cap – carry another wide receiver, maybe a third running back. You know, I know some teams do, but you know what I mean. Like, if you – more positions by committee, depth would mean more to a team. Maybe even make it a 60-man roster, right? 
The NFL is making billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. Billions and billions. But the owners don't want to spend more of that money. Yeah, they're so greedy. If they make, they'll make more with another week. Yeah, but they're not going to pay for a 60-man roster. Seven guys' salary might be made. Seven lower-end tier player salaries might make up what they would get. Don't in underestimate extra. these guys, man. Yeah, but uh, they, there is greed there. But you know what? The idea of having that Monday after the Super Bowl off. I mean, we'd go to work because we'd want to talk about the game, but how many people were having a party last night drinking and eating and boozing, and they're like, they don't want to go to by work. By the time they? they cleaned up the house, by the time people got home, by the time you sobered up, you don't want to be at work. You really don't. So I can especially see it on the especially all our friends on the East Coast. Like I was at that game, and we were in Vegas, West Coast. And by the way, we just that really is- need to embrace our American traditions, and this has become like the biggest one we got. Honestly, it's true. It's we we have to accept the fact that the Super Bowl is a, a this is American, American holiday. Is what was the stat again? How many people watched it? One hundred twenty-six point six million. That's, f- that's more than a third of the country. More than <laughs> a third ridiculous. of the country is watching something. I mean, to put in perspective, the highest watch shows usually, like in their prime, like Let's Friends, vote. Friends or Seinfeld. <laughs> we're talking like Friends or Seinfeld or even like MASH when your parents were, you know, playing that when you were a bored little kid. Those shows would get 40 to 50 million people. And that was like the biggest shows of all time. Super Bowl's tripling that. When we had lots less options yeah. too. Yeah. So, hey, I could see it happening. Um, I guess we won't have any time to talk about J.J. Watt's new hairdo, I guess. We're running out of time here, but he did post because everybody was talking about it. Do we need to talk about it or could we just admire it? He says, you ever switch up your hair and wonder if anyone will notice? They notice. And Mark McGrath commented, yo, I was really feeling it, bro. Because it was very like late 90s, it early 2000s spiky. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Instant meme. It said he was ready for a 2002 prom. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He was ready for 2002. So people do notice. I saw Mark McGrath over the weekend. Did you really? He was standing at Mandalay Bay. I saw right. You know, when I was standing at that room roulette table the whole time i saw him pass I'm like, hey mark hey well superstars were there and if you missed any of it any of our coverage any of our interviews just check our podcast cavino and rich and our best of the week all right we'll see you guys tomorrow have a have a great monday night enjoy the bachelor i'm sad football's over but we'll we'll be okay yeah. nba and, and baseball coming up all right <laughs> there you baby see you in the promised land bye. goodbye bye i'm diosa and i'm mala we are the creators of locatora radio a radiophonic novella which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast welcome to locatora radio season nine love, love at first, first listen. listen this season we're falling in love with podcasting all over again with new segments correspondence and a new sound listen to locatora radio as part of the michael dura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the big take from bloomberg news brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world we cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening what it means and why it matters every afternoon I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.